The following conversation is for adults only. In addition, we are not licensed professionals. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Welcome to the Spicy Marriage Podcast. Here we talk about marriage, sex, and all things in between. Let's turn up the heat. Turn it up, y'all. Hey there. Before we jump into the episode, I want to make sure you have a great coupon code to use for Uber Lube. This is our favorite lubrication And we reached out to them, letting them know how much we love the product and asked if we could get a coupon code for our listeners. And they so graciously gave us one. So if you go to uberlube.com and type in the word spicy at checkout, you will receive 10% off of your next purchase. So make sure you check it out if you haven't already. Excellent lubrication. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. So glad you're tuning in, listening to the Spicy Marriage Podcast. So we're going to continue our discussion on orgasms and um, got a lot of great feedback from you. So thank you guys so much for your support. I want to talk about orgasms a little bit deeper and really it's very difficult to orgasm and have this mind-blowing orgasm without a few key ingredients. So you can have an orgasm mechanically, okay? And that's something that's, it's fine. It serves a function and we'll do another episode kind of talking about the different types of sex that you can have because there are different types of sex you can have. Um, and so achieving an orgasm can be a very mechanical thing, but really to get down into the deep, powerful, heavens open the beam of glory shines down into this spot and makes you have this pure, utter bliss, joy, pleasure, all the things. Um, So in order for that to happen, it takes a few key ingredients. So we talked a little bit about anatomy on the previous episode. Now we want to talk about how we can get to that place of deep, powerful orgasms. And the number one key ingredient, ladies and gentlemen, is arousal okay so we said before that your brain is your largest sex organ and so if your mind is not in it then yes you can have a mechanical orgasm but that's really not the point Um, to get down to these deep deep places it takes a lot of intentionality and so let's talk about arousal and what are some of the ways that we can be aroused? So why don't you hit on some of that, Sarah? If you go back to part one, or if you've already listened to part one, I touched on this a little bit when we talk about the level of arousal that we come into sex at. So women are typically anywhere from zero to two, maybe three on an arousal scale. Depends. There are some higher. It it depends. Women. I mean, that's, that's, that's certainly not a generalization, but most women typically come in at, you know, I'm just going to say zero to three, whereas men may come in at eight to 10. So maybe, yeah, they're typically ready to go. Women take a little bit longer. We also touched on how women are crockpots. We take a little bit longer to arouse and kind of get all the juices flowing literally. And men, it just, it really doesn't take very long for an erection to happen and for things to, to start happening for the male. So 
from an arousal standpoint, I like to think of arousal as kind of the foundational layer to having a really great sexual experience with your husband or your wife. And this kind of lays the the foundation to having a really great orgasm. So there are about six different areas or levels of arousal. The first one we want to touch on is physical arousal. Yeah, the physical arousal is obviously the body's physical response. So, you know, for men, and it, it's going to be an erection. I mean, you could be sitting at your desk and literally, like, sometimes for no reason at all, a man will get an erection. It's a weird thing, y'all. At your desk? Yeah, it's a weird thing. It really is. The, the wind just blows. And it, it, it just, just blows. happens. In high school, dear God, <laughs> dear God, in high school, you'd be sitting in the middle of class and that thing would pop off and you'd be like, please don't get up right oh, now. Oh, Lord, yeah, let me get a book. Yep. Cover it up. That's right. But the physical arousal is obviously... Um, Erection for, um, for a man, for women, it tends to be, you know, the nipples getting erect, um, the clitoris becoming engorged with blood, all the juices, literal juices start flowing, right? lubrication, all of that happens uh, within the vagina. That's a physical response. And so understanding your physical arousal can really be, it, it helps you be in tune with your body. And when you're in tune with your body, sometimes you can capitalize on an opportunity that might just come up out of nowhere sometimes. And so um, when you are feel your body beginning to respond a certain way, then it might be a great time to just pull your spouse into the bedroom and be like, hey, yo, let's get it going real quick. I'm feeling it. That's right. I'm let's feeling go. it. Let's go. Um, so the physical part, understanding your body, understanding your body's response is a huge part of it. And, you know, but the body will respond a whole lot more with other stimuli as well. And so we're going to move on and talk about the visual. So the visual part of arousal is men, ladies, if you did not already know this, which you probably do, men are very, 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 can't say that enough, visual. And so when it comes to the visual stimulation, this is what I'm talking about. So for instance, if you're going to dinner and you look good, you feel good. I mean, yep. that's just it. You look good, you feel good. Dress for success. Dress for success. Go on a date. Fix your hair, right? Men, fix yourself up. Shave. Take a shower. Smell good. Please trim, smell good. Trim up the lower regions. Groom. You, groom. Like, even when you begin to groom on a regular basis, like that in and of itself can be a big turn on for you. And guys, if you didn't know, if you groom, it makes it look bigger. <laughs> Pro tip. Pro tip. Um, and so anyway, the visual part is really an important thing. So um, for instance, if you're going to have a session, okay, because Sarah and I have already kind of discussed, right? We have the, you know, you get the, just the quickie or you get the session. The session is we take our time, right? So on session nights, if you have already planned throughout the day that this is going to be the night that it happens, go ahead and start feeding into that visual part. Send your husband a dirty pic. Or, I mean, I know that women oftentimes don't like dirty pics of their, but maybe they do. I don't know. Well, just be careful. Just be careful. Make yeah. sure it doesn't upload to the cloud. That's happened. Yeah. That may have happened before. I caught it, though, before it popped up on the yes. Alexa. 
<laughs> in the kitchen. That would have been very embarrassing. That would have been pretty, so pretty embarrassing. make yep. sure it's not uploading to the cloud anymore. That's right. They, but make, they make apps for that. I was just going to say yeah, that. So that's right. They do make apps for that, but just be very careful. Just be careful. About how you do that. But starting outside of that, send each other text messages. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So going back to the visual piece, if the husband is already, you know, in the bed and ready to go and the wife walks out and she's wearing, you know, some sexy lingerie or, you know, whatever your fancy is, if you put something on and you walk out, it is immediately going to be like, okay, well, all right, here we go. Here we go. Game on. It's about to, it's about to go it's about to go down. It's about to go down. I mean, it might not stay on very long, but the whole point is, is that if you walk out and the atmosphere has changed within that visual context, you're increasing arousal. And so that's a really important piece of it. So guys, even when you go take your wife out on a date, man, look good. Wear something that looks nice. I mean, be intentional about really trying to dress up and doll out for you know, your, your spouse, because that's really an important part. So that's another part of the visual. Then we can get down talking about the audio. Audio arousal is very important in sex because it's really instantaneous feedback. So men, your woman wants some feedback from you. They just do. Like ladies, your husband wants some feedback from you. I mean... Yeah, you're working to achieve orgasm, hopefully. And you want to know that the work you're doing is working. Right. And that they like it. Right. And if they don't, then, you know, say, touch me here or kiss me here or, you know, make noises. Make noises. Talk dirty. Do, do whatever you got to do. Talk dirty. But... In that context, within that, that audio feedback continues to increase arousal. And so that's where we're trying to, we're trying to, like Sarah was talking about the layers, like we're building on the layers and adding layers of the arousal so that we can achieve this deep and really intense, powerful orgasm. Um, a couple other parts, cognitive, um, relational Obviously, being relational with one another, spending time together, the emotional arousal, um, just being intimate with your partner. I mean, you don't even, it's pretty incredible how close you feel when you share some things that are just so deep and personal to you. Uh, but it's also a glimpse into who you are. And that's a very arousing thing when you're vulnerable with your spouse to a point. It's like, I wouldn't tell anybody this. And yet you share that and it just creates this level of arousal. And so anyway, those are just some of the some of the aspects of arousal that we wanted to kind of touch on. Do you have anything you wanted to mention about that? I wanted to say too about arousal. If you are going into it not aroused, there are some things you can do to to kind of get aroused. So, you know, you can take a shower. Sometimes mm -hmm. that'll wake you up. Mm-hmm. We've actually been taking some cold showers recently. Yep. Damon more so than I. Yep. <laughs> Trying to do a little cold therapy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, cold, almost lukewarm shower, that will wake you up. That will kind of stimulate your brain a little bit and kind of wake you up a little. 
And it releases dopamine too, by the way. So do some research on that because there's a lot of research on dopamine, yeah. long-term dopamine re- mm-hmm. release. And also Damon touched on lingerie for women, you know, when you get to a certain age, like you're not really shopping for lingerie on a regular basis, which, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know why that is, but it's just not something that you're thinking about all the time. But, you know, buying a new piece of lingerie and, you know, surprising him with it or, you know, just doing something like that will kind of get you in the mood. And, you know, if you drink wine. I mean, wherever you stand on that front, if you need a glass of wine to kind of wind you down and and relax you and kind of get you in that headspace, like those are some, some things that can be done from an arousal perspective to kind of get you a little bit more in the mood. Yeah, for sure. So, So again, achieving that level of arousal, it kind of starts throughout, throughout the day. And so this is how we're going to get in or transition this into foreplay. This is huge. Okay. This is something that has been lost in my opinion on a lot of people because most of the time when we are teenagers and we are exploring our sexuality through masturbation and things like that, it's a very shameful thing for most people. And you just try to get it done as quickly as possible. And when you have a spouse, it really should be the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. That this is not something that we're trying to rush through unless, you know, we're just having some maintenance sex or we're having a quickie that we just need to, you know, get it knocked out real quick. That is important too. Don't misunderstand us on that. But if we're trying to achieve this really powerful, intense orgasm, then we have to get to that spot where we begin to take our time and foreplay is a huge thing and a contributing factor in that. So foreplay is not only happens in, inside the bedroom, which we'll get to in just a second, but it starts outside the bedroom, okay? So when we talk about foreplay, plan a date. We mentioned this before. Get out of town. Go mm-hmm. somewhere. Get a babysitter. Leave the kids with the grandparents. Yes. At least, at least, everybody, please hear us out on this because this is so important at least a few times a year. I don't know what a few means to you. It might mean every three months. It might mean, you know, twice a year, whatever the time, whatever the case is, at least a few times a year, get out of town or get away from your children with just your spouse and go on hot dates. Yep. When you know that that's going to happen, start sending flirty text messages to one another. That's foreplay. Can't wait to see you tonight. Send some eggplant emojis and some peach emojis and all the things. Send that type of stuff to your spouse because that is really getting the motor going and is setting the atmosphere outside the bedroom before you even go on the date. Yep. Um, sending your wife a text message saying, oh my gosh, I've been thinking about you all day. You're so beautiful. I can't wait to be all on your body or, you know, just, I mean, all of that stuff is just such a powerful thing because our minds are not naturally going to go there when you've been married for a long time and you've got jobs and you've got kids and you've got the stresses of life coming on. And so it's so important to be intentional about doing that, setting the mood up front. So go on a date. When you go on a date, like we said before, dress up, 
look good, smell good. Be away from people. You don't want to run into somebody when you're when you're on a hot date. And if you run into somebody, be like, hey, we're actually having a date right now. We'll catch up with you guys a little bit later. I mean, really set those boundaries. And it's hard to do, but if you're on a sexy date, your mind needs to say in sexy town. It don't need to be, you know, all wrapped up in what, you know, Jim Bob has going on in his life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And foreplay can also happen in the car. It can indeed happen in the car. When you're on the way to your date, when you're on the way back, you know. There are things that can be done. There are things. <laughs> Get creative with Get it. Get creative, y'all. Get creative. Um, so, outside the bedroom, just foreplay happens outside the bedroom. Guys, make sure you're supporting your wife. If you've got a date planned, make sure that she's not the one having to be solely responsible for planning for where the kids are going to go, getting their bags packed. Chip in, help out. Chore play. Chore play is part of foreplay outside of the bedroom. So, um, so anyway, make sure you do some of that stuff. Inside the bedroom, let's talk about foreplay inside the bedroom. Set the atmosphere. Set the atmosphere. If you, Even if you're at a hotel or at your house, put some candles on. Have like, so our, we have five senses, right? And so the more that we can play into those five senses when we're in this headspace of being aroused, the more intense and powerful it can become. And so like Sarah mentioned, if that means having a glass of wine, have a glass of wine in bed, uh, sit down with each other, candles, um, massage. It's a fantastic way for foreplay and when we talk mm-hmm. about massage we're not talking about going to the therapeutic massage where we're like digging down deep and all this stuff light touch yeah oil great lubrication a good smelling massage oil coconut oil coconut oil is really pretty pretty awesome yeah you can get a big thing of it at sam's club yeah you can we got some <laughs> It'll last you a long time. We we have a bedroom coconut oil, <laughs> and we have a kitchen coconut oil. We keep them separate. That's right. If we ever come around and we smell like coconut oil, you know what's up. So. No, but coconut oil is a great one for massage. It really is. It really is great. Like we've we've actually gotten really good at yeah, massage for sure. <laughs> like I feel like you have gotten really great at massage and. It's it's helped a lot just in, you know, let's just come into the bedroom. Let's just relax for a little bit. Right. Like, let's just just chill out for a little while. And then, you know, you put some music on. Yeah, music. That's a big one. Uh, by the way, um, there's a great uh, there's a great station. It's called Bonobo. And well, that, he's an artist. He's an artist. And just FYI, if you guys are looking for some good love making music, it's, you know, it's great station so you can find it on apple music spotify but you know get you a speaker have that going while the massage is going lights down low candles going set the atmosphere make sure the room's not too hot not too cold that type of thing all of that stuff is just a huge boost for that level of arousal that's going to help achieve these really powerful and strong orgasms and so like we said earlier Make sure that you're taking your time. This is not the time to rush. So this isn't like a, you know, one minute massage and then, you know, we're going to pound town. Okay. Yeah. Make out for a little while. Make out. Kissing Make is out. so underrated. Touch. It is so underrated. And you know what? Like kissing is one of the most 
connecting things that we can do as spouses. Right. And like we we call it kicking it old school. Kick it old school. Because before we were married, we would have some incredible makeout sessions. Um, and you know, Lord help us, Jesus. You know, help us, Lord. <laughs> but we did have some great makeout sessions. But kick it old school. <laughs> Take your time. Kiss. Enjoy one another. Kiss each other's bodies, man. Like just really be present in the moment, and don't get wrapped up in the. Let's just get it done. Yeah. Like let's spread this. Let's space this thing out so that we have time to really lean into our body. Because like Sarah was saying before. If you know, if a woman comes in and she's at a level two arousal, by the time that all these things are happening, we're we're slowly moving the needle from the two and we're getting it to more of like a five or six at that point in time. And so when we when we're making out and things like that, we're continuing to move the needle, but the needle can't be moved. It can't go from two to ten in a matter of two minutes, right? It's something that's a gradual thing and it takes time in order to do that. So really be present and invest in that when you're doing that. So um, we talked about massage. Um, toys can also be a great thing for foreplay as well. Yes. So, you know, get some toys. Get a vibrator. Like, you have permission. You have permission. Go get a good vibrator. Get, you know, some things that you guys can both, like, that in and of itself is foreplay. Ordering a new Yep. A new toy and or looking at toys together and being like, oh, yeah, I want to try this or mm-hmm. I want to try that. That in and of itself is also arousing because then you have the anticipation of like, oh, it's getting ready to be here in a few days. Can't wait to try it out. And so that's also a great and uh, great foreplay uh, for you as well. So anyway, you have permission to do that. Please enjoy that. Do that. <laughs> um, so we talked about bringing to that level of arousal. So when we finally are, are getting into intercourse and actually having sex, we're going to talk about some tools and, and some things to use. Um, another great thing when you're starting to have, or when you're starting to have intercourse, or even if you don't have intercourse, mutual masturbation is a fantastic, fantastic way to increase your foreplay, increase your level of arousal. And so this kind of leads us into edging. And so if you've never heard of edging before, and hopefully you have, but if you've never heard of edging, it is getting right up to the point of orgasm and then stopping, like pulling back. And I don't mean like stopping, like getting up off the bed and be like, okay, I'm done. But I'm talking about getting to that place where you feel your body getting ready to go into, you know, the Holy Land and you just, you, you pull back and you just stop and you just take your time for a minute. And breathe. And breathe. You have to breathe. You have to breathe. And so this is not only for men, but this is also for women. And we said earlier in the previous podcast that, you know, men, you can actually orgasm without ejaculating because as soon as you ejaculate, like it's most men, it's pretty much over at that point. Refractory period. Refractory period. We talked about that. But edging continues to build this massive level. It's like a volcano, right? So you have this magma and this lava that's building up underneath this volcano and it's continuing to push up against the surface and it builds and builds and builds until there's this massive, huge explosion that occurs. And really that's no different when we're talking about edging. It's like many micro eruptions that are happening that are just increasing the intensity of the massive eruption that's going to occur. And so edging is a huge thing. And so definitely encourage you to practice that 
with your spouse. Um, and again, mutual masturbation is a great way to do that. So if you feel like you're getting ready to have an orgasm, stop, slow down, take, a, take some deep breaths, maybe switch positions, switch things up a little bit, mm-hmm. and then go back into it. And when you do, you'll find that you can really begin to kind of control that feeling um, and you can control what's what's happening within your body. You feel into your body a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about just some practical tips and tools and things like that to help you guys out a little bit. So we talked a little bit about toys. There are so many different types of toys that will make your head spin. Yeah. I mean. There are a lot. I mean, there are a lot you want to stay away from, but yeah, there are a lot of really effective ones as well indeed and if you are going on a date and you're out of town maybe go find you know an adam and eve store or something like that and go in together if that's something you're comfortable comfortable with you know um but go look around in there so toys we talked about that mix things up all right guys I love, I love us. I love the way our minds work. We're most of the time very to the point and we can get in a routine in a pattern of doing things a certain way, but mix things up, spice things up, have sex in different parts of your house. It doesn't always have to be the bedroom. It can be the shower. It can be on the couch in the living room. It can be on the kitchen island. It can be on the washing machine. Those have happened a few times. It can be different places. Mix things up. Don't let it become so predictable all the time. Vacation sex. Vacation. Sarah and I are firm believers in going on sexcations where you go somewhere out of town without your kids and your sole purpose is to legitimately have sex pretty much the entire time. Eat good food, sit on a beach, look at some pretty mountains, sit in a hot tub, doesn't matter. Be somewhere out of town where the only focus that the two of you have is practicing your craft and being intimate with one another. It's so, so, so important. Um, Lubes. So finding a good lube is really important and uh, we love Uber Lube. We actually have a coupon code that we have for all of our listeners. And so it took us a little while to find Uberloop. We actually heard about it on another podcast. Shout out to Foreplay Radio. Um, fantastic podcast. Yep. And Uberloop is silicone based and it is no smell, no taste. So you can go back and forth from this and that and you don't have to worry about it feeling goopy or tasting weird mm-hmm or anything like that, and it makes your skin incredibly soft. Yeah, you can also use it as an anti-frizz product for your hair. True, yep, (laughs) that's right, you can. (laughs) And it comes in a nice, beautiful, like, little bottle that you can keep. It's a glass bottle you can keep right in your nightstand. Um, And so, you know, it's it's really great. But find some lubes. I mean, if you're into flavored lubes, they have all kinds of those. If you want to try, you know, to mix it up a little bit with that as well. Um, yeah. but coconut oil is, st- coconut I mean, it's oil. still good for that. And it smells yeah. good. I love coconut oil. Yeah. I love it, does. it reminds me of pina colada. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good one. It is. So 
anyway, that those are just some practical tips. And then the other practical tip that we want to share with you guys is breath control and breathing. This is a really powerful one, and it seems fairly intuitive, but we are so wrapped up into shallow breathing most of the time that we don't fully understand the power that our breath has. And so when you're in that space and the two of you are, you know, having sex and you're in intercourse, breathe deeply, like breathe deeply. When fill you're, your belly up. Fill your air. belly up with air. When you're getting ready to have an orgasm, breathe into it. Don't hold your breath. I mean, take these really deep breaths in because, I mean, it relaxes everything. And when everything is relaxed, like that's when the magic happens. That's when, like I said, the heavens open up, the skies have parted, and the glory falls. And so breathe really, really deep. Practice breath control. Just even, um, you know, if you have an Apple Watch, I mean, they have the the mindfulness app where you take uh, practice breathing. And it's really good just to do throughout the day anyway. But make that a part of your sex life as well because I'm telling you, it will make a huge difference. And it's really something that we have discovered probably more recently within, you know, within our journey, um, just how powerful your breath is. And so, um, so anyway, so when it comes down to orgasms, the other thing too is, is that can, can we talk a little bit about multiple orgasms, um, for, you know, again, men, we talked about this on our previous podcast or previous episode where you can actually have multiple orgasms without ejaculating but as soon as the ejaculation occurs it's you know it's done but women have this really impressive powerful ability to have multiple orgasms where they stack on top of each other and that's something that I think is learned like I think you as a lady you it, it's just something that your body starts doing but it takes some practice and intentionality yeah. Yeah. You touched on that in the, I think part one a little bit. So yeah, that is something that women can achieve at some point. And, you know, if women naturally achieve it, that's great. Some women have to work harder than others to do that. But also one of the things that can help with that, if that's something that you want is pelvic floor exercises. Mm -hmm. So breathing is, you know, definitely huge, but also pelvic floor exercises, you know, working your Kegel muscles and, you know, all of, all of those things that you try to practice when, you know, you're getting ready to have a baby too, because that's important, but pelvic floor health and, and strength is, is one of those that helps with that. Yeah. I recently heard on a podcast that, um, that your pelvic floor is, is one of the first, um, it's actually tied to a lot of tightness in our body. And that your pelvic floor, when it's tight, it can create some pain in sex. And there's actually a lot of um, sex therapists that talk about for ladies that may have vaginismus. And again, this is, you know, we're not licensed therapists or anything, but we just listened to several podcasts on this. Um, But when your pelvic floor is too tight, it can be very painful in sex. And so... um, Practicing those pelvic floor exercises can really help loosen those up, um, loosen everything up because that's really when you're a lot looser. And guys, same thing for you. Kegels are no different for you really than they are for women. 
So guys, like when you are peeing and you stop midstream, like that feeling, that is actually a, a Kegel, it's a pelvic floor exercise. And so it's something that if you practice kind of throughout the day, you'll also increase the intensity and power of your orgasms as well. And so that's a, that's a great point. So, um, so anyway, just uh, to kind of wrap it up and to close things out, number one, practice. This is something that takes time. And I think that people have this idea and it's really kind of framed from our society and culture, from movies and things like that, that, you know, every time you have sex, it is just going to be incredible and awesome. And that's just not, you know, that's not reality. And reality is, is that just like learning how to ride a bicycle or, you know, learn how to throw a baseball, um, there are things that it takes practice, it takes intentionality and it takes work. And so don't get frustrated at the practice and the work, because if, if you've been married for, you know, one, two, three, four, you know, 10 years, it takes time to kind of get used to how your body responds and for you to even really get comfortable within your own body. And so practice with one another, take your time, go slow, slow, and slower than slow. And that will help you achieve some really powerful orgasms. Make orgasms a habit. Um, We don't, we're not going to get on a high horse. Everybody has their, their things that goes on and, and every marriage is different and every body is different, but making it a habit of having orgasms together is such a an important tool and so even if they are mechanical to start with just continuing to lean in and make it a practice and being intentional um, and having that discipline of doing it together is something that I think really can help you get to that next level where you begin to have some just really mind-blowing incredible orgasms um, the more comfortable you are in your body Ladies and gentlemen, cannot stress this enough, and I wish that I would have taken my own advice 10 years ago. You know, work out, go to the gym, go to walk, just even going for a walk together as a couple, that can really be something that can also help you as well. Because when you feel good and you, you feel good about things that you're doing, you become a lot more free. And really, that's the that's the ultimate goal because if you have this idea around orgasms or around your body where you're not comfortable, then you begin to hold some of that. And so just getting comfortable with yourself and getting comfortable with your spouse is an incredible way for you to increase the power and intensity of your orgasms. Yeah. And I think going back to arousal, kind of laying that foundation for a really great orgasm together is ask your husband, ask your wife, what do I do that arouses you? Yeah. Yeah. Is it the way I walk? Is it mm-hmm. something I wore? Is it the snack I made you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Is it a backwards hat? Is it? <laughs> you know how I feel about a backwards hat on you. Um, you know, but ask asking your spouse, what do I do that arouses you? Mm-hmm. And then share, you know. What do they do that arouses you? Yeah. Like those intimate conversations also break down barriers and walls emotionally and relationally so that you are in a better headspace 
to be physical. Yeah. You know? Because when you when you break down those walls and you connect intimately like that, you you are more inclined to want to be physical and to be more aroused from a, a physical standpoint when you we actually talk about that. You know, it opens up that erotic mind that we've talked about before. Yeah, for sure. So sharing those intimate details with one another is it's a great, great tool to help you. So we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Sorry, it's been a little bit uh, of time since our last one. Life has been a little bit crazy. <laughs> Job transition and all kinds of new things happening. All so, the things. All the things. Uh, but we promise we'll get you guys out some more content. We got a lot of great ideas coming in. We appreciate all the feedback um, from folks who have seen us and just told us how much they've enjoyed it. So thank you so much for your support. Um, and if you, you know, if you like the podcast, rate it on Apple podcast and same thing with Spotify. If you can write a review, um, share it with your friends. We're not doing this for any other reason other than to just help married couples have their absolute best sex life possible. So we don't care anything about getting our names out there or anything. We just want to try to be as real as we can with folks and give them some ways and just share some of our journey and maybe how we can help you on yours. So anyway, thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon. Thanks guys. Keep it spicy.